Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another preseason stream. The third one after I said I was only going to do one during this preseason. But obviously, the Community Shield has just finished. I'm not sure there's a huge amount of talking points different to what we already expected from Man City and Liverpool, but we'll discuss that anyway. And obviously, we do a usual Sunday stream every single week. So let's just kick them off from now. From everyone that's watching the live stream live, yeah, I don't know why the music... Well, I do know why the music wasn't playing, so hopefully for the next stream... That will be figured out. And for anyone that's listening on podcasts, go and hit five stars on all your pod favorite podcast platforms. It'd be much appreciated. Anyway, how are we all doing? This isn't my final team. I've got João Pedro in. Looks to be first choice penalty taker for Brighton. I guess Evan Ferguson wasn't on the pitch. So there is a chance that he might be ahead, but it seems unlikely. João Pedro's taken two now. Was, was Evan Ferguson on the pitch for the first João Pedro penalty? I didn't check. But Gross was on the pitch for the second one, uh, so that is definitely a good thing. He's only 5.5 million. His, his minutes are still going to be a little bit dodgy, I would say, but I reckon he starts against Luton, for sure. Best way to try... Like, this is what I'm saying about nothing from that community shield really changing my opinion. Best Arsenal players, Gabriel, maybe Saliba, if you want to go for him instead. Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli, and that's about it, right? I mean, Havertz, maybe he's going to play as the number nine while Jesus is out every single game, but they have got other players that can play there. So I don't think there's a huge amount of change, really. What I will say, and this is kind of the point I've been trying to make all preseason, not to say that he's a bad asset, but who came off in the 74th minute? Martinelli. Why? Because they got Trossard, and that's just going to keep happening, especially if Nketi or Havertz is playing as the number nine. And the interesting thing is, because of this additional time they're adding on now, I think I think he went off in the 74th minute. I think that's right. So that's 16 minutes until 90, but they played till the 100th minute. So Odegaard ended up playing an extra 24 minutes just in this one match. So you could make a case that he is worth the extra 0.5 what i will say is i've got martinelli in my team because i just don't have the extra 0.5 so it really depends I, my, my general opinion for martinelli versus odegaard is if you've got the 0.5 million you may well just go and spend it it might be worth it but if you haven't i don't think you need to go out of your way to get it but at some point it's possible that trossard will start ahead of him I think you've got to be prepared that that happens. So, I mean, I could go from Anana down to a 4.5. That's something I've been considering the last couple of days. That would give me Marseille to Odegaard, but we'll see. Do we think defenders are less appealing if games are longer? Should we be considering more late goals and potentially other midfielder strikers? I, I, I really don't, personally, I don't think it makes much difference, right? It's not like, we are going to get longer games, that is clear. But it's not like games used to finish on 90 and now it's going to be 100. They used to finish on like 93, 94, maybe even 95, 96 in some cases. Now they're probably going to finish 97, 98, 99. We're talking a few extra minutes. So does that make defenders slightly worse? Yes, of course. Does it make attackers and those that play 90 minutes and, and don't get subbed off better? Yes, but we're talking minimal, like, like a minimal difference. And also, we're still just picking the players we would have picked anyway. We want those guys that are going to be on the pitch for the majority of the game and we have to pick three defenders so you still might as well pick the best ones i guess you could make a case like for the draft you see on screen maybe i only spend 4.5 on my defenders and use the rest of the cash up front but unless you're going to go for a salah salah or kane or someone like that then you don't really need the money anyway so you're you're still just trying to pick the best players you still preferably want man city defenders chelsea defenders man united defenders arsenal defenders etc these new changes don't really change that for me too much. What to do with Foden? Wasn't it such a surprise that Phil Foden didn't start? For what it's worth, I thought he probably would start, but it's not shocking whatsoever. Like, I don't know, people kind of talk themselves into the fact that he was going to be nailed. He may well start against Burnley, but what about the game after that? What about the game after that? I also think it's very interesting that... The talk around Foden seemed to be that he was going to play central because De Bruyne was injured while well, he's come on and got minutes. But even when Foden did come on, it was for Jack Grealish on the left. So I just wouldn't I just wouldn't go there. I've said this all throughout preseason. I just don't think Foden is so good that he's worth the risk. And the other problem is the prices are just too low to worry about him, right? So let me give you I, I can't remember what I think I said this on maybe Ross's channel. I don't know. I did a video with someone else, and I think I mentioned this. If Saka was 10 million, and Odegaard and Marseille were 9.5, and, and Fernandes and Rashford were also 10 million, 
and Foden was 7.5. Well, suddenly you've got a 2 to 2.5 million difference. But I could get Martinelli for 0.5 million more, who I would expect to start pretty much every game. Maybe the odd one for Trossard instead. You know, for a million extra, I get nailed on players from very good teams. I just, I just personally don't... I get... I do... That's, that's, a, that's a lie. I do get the Foden love, because he is brilliant, right? And if he was going to get 80 to 90 minutes, happy days. But he's not going to. Um, Foden's still got like 50 minutes. He came on, what, 57th minute? So he got 43 is that enough? Is he that good? No, is the answer. In, in my opinion, anyway. Maybe, like, Grealish wasn't great today. Maybe Foden will just get that left wing spot. But for how long? Like, is he that good that you want to be that worried when there's so many good midfielders? I, I think you could. I think you can make an argument that a lot of the 6.5s are just as good as Foden for a million less. And, like, Madison, and this is going to sound a bit knee-jerky because he's got, he got two assists today. But, again, I think I said this on Ross's channel you know, you either take that risk with Foden for the minutes or you get Madison, who's probably going to play 90 minutes most games and be on some set pieces. The fixtures aren't quite as good for Spurs, but all that added time will kind of be made up. So I don't think Foden's been in a single draft of mine and, and today certainly hasn't helped. I mean, Alvarez is probably the one to talk about because he started. And let's not forget, at the end of last season, when there was a spot next to De Bruyne in that number eight position, it was often Alvarez that played there. Again, everyone just kind of taught themselves into the fact that was now going to be Foden. Well, actually, Alvarez started again. So, you know, was he amazing today? Not really. But we we have these conversations every single year. And the honest answer is nobody knows how, uh, how often these Man City players are going to play. And I just question whether they're worth the headache with the amount of money there is to go around. And again, just to go back to what I said just a minute ago, you put everyone, you put all those nailed attackers up 1.52 million completely different conversation because then you need to find like cheaper options but the prices they are like why would i swap any of those like on screen right now i've got mbomo and burmo sorry i think that's how you pronounce it mbomo is that closer than mbomo probably uh saka rashford martin fernandez who am i swapping for foden even if mbomo is injured and thomas frank has said it's just a dead leg so he should be fine for game week one then there's eze there's matoma like I don't know. I, there's there's lots of good managers out there that are going to start with Phil Foden. So I'm not saying he's a bad option. I, I just personally don't see the point, really. Are you worried that Saka was completely invisible? I'm not worried about anything that happened today because, apart from minutes and stuff like that, because it was Man City. It's the toughest team we're going to face all season. So we know how good Saka is. We know how good Odegaard and Martinelli are. The fact they got no return today makes no difference. Your, nail, your nailedness theory is why no Liverpool. Yeah, well, obviously I'd love Salah and Trent, but they're a lot of money. But yeah, it's the same reason I don't have any of the other Liverpool attackers. It's just minutes. That's all. Yeah, Kane got four. I mean, we're quibbling over one goal. The guy scored four. It's absolutely crazy. Will he stay now? Will he stay? We'll have to wait and see. But again, it doesn't really change my mind. He's just very difficult to fit in. You could maybe argue that Kane is a little bit easier to fit in than Salah because there's so many good cheap midfielders. But also, if you're willing to go for João Pedro, you could fit in Salah anyway. Are you not worried about Martinelli coming off a Trossard at 75 minutes? Absolutely I am. I've been saying that literally all pre-season. And all pre-season, I've been told how good Martinelli is. It doesn't matter if he doesn't play 80, 90 minutes. But again, I, like I, the only reason I have Martinelli is because Jesus got injured. That's it. Same reason why I'll probably start with Watkins, because everyone because Jesus and Nkunku have got injured, so I'll just go for him. He makes he makes the most sense. And and this is maybe I just haven't been explaining myself or I'm not very good with words, which is really bad for someone that does videos. I don't think Martinelli is an awful option. I just think there's lots of very good options as well, and some that are probably better than him. That's all. But if the if it makes sense, like that domino effect of players getting injured, I'm more than happy to to put him in. For sure. Uh, no, why does no one mention Jackson, who had an excellent preseason, the go-to striker for Chelsea? So here's the problem for me. Nkunku's not fit now. And so that worries me a little bit about Chelsea in general. Obviously, we don't quite know how they're going to start the season. It's all well and good scoring goals in preseason. It's a lot different when you're up against Premier League defences every single week. And Jackson is still quite quite new to like top leagues he hasn't played a huge amount of games for Villarreal last year was really when he burst onto the scene that's why he got noticed and Chelsea bought him and he could be great 
And against Liverpool, they play that high line. He might be brilliant. But the problem is, if Nkunku was fit, I think he's worth the extra 0.5. I think his minutes would be better. He'd probably be on penalties as well. But without Nkunku, I think that just makes that Chelsea attack worse now. So that, that's why I'm not looking at Jackson. But I do think for 7 million... I mean, around 7 million, he's probably the be best option until you go down to like a Jao Pedro or Calvert-Lewin or someone like that. I don't think he's bad. I just He's just not for me. I'd rather, I'd rather find that 1 million to get Watkins instead. How is everybody going about Salah? I know we're all kidding ourselves, aren't we? Uh, Yusuf, what do I think about Harvey Barnes scored two goals? I think I'd be a little bit sceptical about his game time early on. Eddie Howe might kind of integrate him into the side slowly. But also, Newcastle's fixtures just make me just put me off basically all of their players. The only way I would have a Newcastle player is someone like um, Botman, for example, on the bench maybe to rotate. Possibly play him against Aston Villa game week one if I needed to, and then he'd just be on the bench for future weeks. But I probably won't start with any Newcastle players, to be honest. Do I think Ortega will affect Edison's minutes? I don't, to be honest. I kind of get the thinking because he started today, but it just feels like an Ortega match. Like He'll probably play all the League Cup games, all the FA Cup games, um, and Edison will play the rest. Unless in, in Man City win the league, in which case Ortega will get rotated in a bit. I wouldn't I wouldn't be too concerned about Edison. Are you planning to go from a 3-5-2 formation with five defenders in game week two? All your defenders are five million plus and kind of hard to bench. Yeah, I've I got to be honest. I don't think... So, so the draft I've got right here in front of me is a 3-5-2, Anana in goal, Gabriel, Estupinia, and Ruben Diaz back three. Then in Burmo, Saka, Rashford, Martelli, and Fernandes, which is, you know, I've had that midfield for, uh, well, ever since Jesus got injured. Then Zhao, Pedro, and Haaland up front. And then Reese James and Ben Chilwell on the bench. So in game week two, I would probably, I can't even remember what fixtures everyone's got, but I'd probably bench Ruben Diaz maybe and just play James and Chilwell and, and bench Zhao Ped Pedro. Because Brighton do have some more nice fixtures after that. But I, I don't know if I've got the, the nerve to go with the squad like this because it requires being happy to bench good players a lot of the time. But it does also give you a bit of flexibility. And also, you don't get forced into transfers if, if any issues occur. But I think the, the, the way that I would... Oh, my... Oh, I need, to, I need to put the blind down on my window. It's cutting my arm off. Um, the way I play the game, I just, I just don't think I'd want to play like this. I'd rather have those players... There's more expensive players that I could then downgrade a little bit later. Do I think Foden will start against start against Burnley? No idea. I, I, I just that is always my go-to answer with Man City. I mean, sometimes you can kind of work it out. After that game, no idea. He looked good when he came on, and obviously he was a big part of the goal. Great finish by Cole Palmer, but I got no idea. Honestly, that's my honest answer. No idea whatsoever. It's part of the reason I just can't be bothered with them, to be honest. Also, they do have that... Oh, what's the, what's the club competition they've got? Hang on. I've got to look at the Man City fixtures now, because I always get it wrong. The Super Cup. They've got the Super Cup final against Sevilla. Who knows? Could be some rotation. Uh, Chaz, how's it going? Why Diaz over Stones? Really just a, a kind of minutes thing, that John Stones is usually a little bit more susceptible to injuries and maybe a bit more managed by Pep. There's really not too much in it. Uh, it could be John Stones. Like, it really could. Thoughts on Nunez? Really tempted to punt on him instead of the likes of Pedro. I mean, the, the problem for me is it's only 0.5 million more to have Watkins. Like, fair enough if you want to take a punt on Nunez over Jao Pedro. I, I'm fully on board with that. But 0.5 million more to get Stones. Uh, Watkins, sorry. I think that just makes more sense. Just makes, makes way more sense. Harlem bench for Burnley. No chance. Uh, Jao Pedro is versatile and their record sign. I really think he'll be fantastic for 5.5. I kind of agree, but like Brighton do have so many attackers. And the re the latest report from uh, Ornstein is that Kudus... I can't remember now. They agreed a fee and now they're trying to agree personal terms. It looks likely that Kudus is going to cut... Have I pronounced that wrong, by the way? Is going to come to Brighton. Now, he's a really good player... My assumption would be that uh, Solly March is at most risk, so he could play on that right-hand side, but he can also play central and up front as well. So you're now adding a player that can play in João Pedro, Lalana, and Inciso's position, can also play in Ferguson, a Welbeck's position, and Solly March, and it's just a bit of a, a mess when it comes to FPL. That, that is the problem. Like My guess for game week one is Ferguson up front, João Pedro behind, and then Mitoma and March. But in a few game weeks, that could be completely different. And, and while I don't think Kudus 
um, directly affects Matoma because he doesn't ever really play that left wing. If you go and check on transfer market, the position he plays, never left wing, but it can have a knock-on effect. Like, if Nciso was going to get minutes at a te in, te in the 10 position and Okudis is going to play there, then Nciso could just go and play on the left to give Matoma a bit of time off. And it's a bit like Martinelli. I don't think the Matoma's going to get benched. He's quite clearly the first-choice left winger, but it does mean he could come off a little bit earlier because there's just so many players that can play now, especially if they're winning, right? You just make a few changes, get a few more players on the pitch, get them used to playing with each other. So it does make me a bit worried. I still have Matoma down as my second favourite five, uh, 6.5 behind Mbermo. But Eze is like, everyone's on about Eze and it's making me think I've got it wrong. Has a template team manager ever won FPL? I mean, one person out of like 10 million wins FPL every year. So like, you can all you can do is try and pick the best players. Go full differential in game week one. Try and win FPL, honestly. And then let me know how it goes. And I, that sounds snarky. It's not meant to be. I'm genuinely interested to see if you get ahead. How would that then change your... So if you got ahead, would you keep going differential? Or would you then go back to the template in order to do better? What would you do? Yeah, Martinelli and Eze, the whole way through preseason, are the two players I've started to question because so many people are talking about them. Like, question that I've got it wrong. Can you try out a Salah and Kane draft with no Haaland? Hub gives it a disappointing 90%. Yeah, I mean, it's going to love Haaland for captaincy first few weeks. That's why. If anyone else wants to check out uh, the rating on, on Hub, make sure to use the link in the description. It's uh, There's a couple listed there, but there's one to get your team rated. It's completely free. If you want to sign up for the other or for the membership to use the other features and the other tools and stuff like that. There's also a link to that, 50% off at the moment. It's actually in the chat as well, if you want to check it out. I really I really hate the the conversation around the template at the start of the season. It just does my head in. Like you see people say things like, just go with a template and worry about things later. Again, you're never picking players just because they're highly owned. If a player is good, you should just pick them. That That's all there is to it. It just so happens at the start of the season, it's very easy to kind of put a team together, especially with the pricing. But, like, uh, my advice would never be, yes, go for the template. My advice is pick the players that you think are going to score the most points. That's all. After the Community Shield, I've, I've switched Martinet to Eze. So, I talked about that the other day, didn't I? I talked about that, I think, on the team selection video. I've done so many videos and stuff at this point, I'm losing track of where I've said things. But if we go back to my... If we go back to my other... Like, my more standard draft, which has Watkins up front... And also still has Martinelli. It looks like this. Which player do I need to downgrade? Oh, yeah. Ruben down to... I think Kabori is my favorite four million pound defender. By the way, just while I'm doing this, is anyone getting cold feet on Onana? There's a little part of me that's... I'm kind of being almost talked into a 4.5 instead. If Turner... If Matt Turner goes to Nottingham Forest and he's first choice and they're not looking to buy Dean Henderson as well... Then, then lots of the 4.5s rotate quite nicely. Even I know what people are going to say, rotation never works, but we're talking the really bad fixtures for the 4.5s. And, and then you also get an extra 0.5 to spend elsewhere. But anyway, that, that's something I'm thinking about. But this would be my team for game week one. But I've also considered Martinelli down to Eze or Matoma, or Matoma, because it gives you an extra 1.5, and then you can upgrade your bench to have that that second 5.5 which a lot of people would probably go man city but it could be like a reese james just sat on your bench waiting for those good fixtures so i, I have considered that just starting with eze what what i'll say though i quite like the idea of starting with martinet because you've got forest at home and fulham at home first three games and the, the fixture sandwich between that is crystal palace away which is pretty decent but also it gives you a few weeks to kind of decide who the best player to downgrade is because i'm already thinking what if i want madison for example and if i've started with Eze and james well suddenly that's more transfers to get to them whereas even if the 6.5s or the 7s or the 7.5 million midfielders go up in price it's very unlikely they go up 0.5 by the time we get to game it's three and four and so i could just downgrade martin so that's another reason i kind of like him i i probably wouldn't go turner and Ariola. the problem the problem with doing that is the transfer window doesn't shut by game week one. So if, and by the way, Turner is, um, I think he's the USA's number one. So it's not like he's like, it's not like he's a really bad keeper or anything like that. But if they did buy Dean Henderson, that then creates a problem for me. 
And we probably don't know going into game week one if Ariola's definitely first choice for West Ham. So you could kind of be screwed over. And I just don't think it's worth it. I'd rather spend the extra 0.5 for one of the 4.5 million goalkeepers. And also, most of the 4.5s are probably just better anyway. I don't... Like, as much as I might rotate Turner in a couple of fixtures, I don't really want to play a Nottingham Forest goalkeeper that often, to be honest with you. Kane's four goals makes me question life choices. It didn't really affect me that much, to be honest. I, I, I'm more likely to go for, for like a Madison, really. Is there any worry to Man United since there's no striker fit right now? I mean, Rashford will just play up front. Or maybe Sancho through the middle. I don't think it's a huge concern, to be honest. I do think Fernandez will be better once Hoyland's in the team. I actually saw a video today. It's Hoyland. It's, there's no, you don't pronounce the D at the end. It's not Hoyland. It's Hoyland. I have to try and get that right. But yeah, I think that would be better. For, I don't know. I'm still... So a few people have asked me about Fernandez versus Mason Mount. Because I think in yesterday's friendly, I didn't watch it. But I saw reports that Mason Mount was a little bit further forward at times than Fernandez and got into more goal-scoring opportunities. He actually should have scored. There was, I don't know if you've seen the clip, but he completely messed up, basically, an open goal. I still think I prefer to start with Fernandez. His minutes are better. There is a chance at some point that Eriksen plays. I don't think that's very likely, especially early on, but it's possible. No one is starting ahead of Fernandez, and he's on penalties. And if it was just that one friendly when Fernandez is a little bit deeper than Mount and then that changes for the next game. Because I think they'll just interchange quite a lot. I don't want to be not on that. So again, players like Fernandez, Martinelli, etc. They're just so easy to downgrade if you've got it wrong. And that's why I just think it's so easy to start with them. And that's kind of what I'm doing. Uh, am I completely... Am I completely off Salah? I, I, I don't... I guess my only answer to that is I'm not sure what would convince me to get him other than a Haaland injury. I mean, Haaland gets injured, then I'm putting Alvarez in, and I'm putting Salah in instead of Eze, and then I've got 1.5 million to spend as well, as well as having James on the bench and Watkins up front. And then it becomes just too easy, honestly. How about a punt on Calvert-Lewin? I know, I, I kind of tempted. He went off after 45 minutes in the preseason friendly yesterday, is that enough? Has he had enough minutes to start game week one? Possibly. I mean, he's easily their best striker. The fixtures are good. I think the problem for me now is I don't really need that money unless I want to go up to a Salah. Like, let's say I've got this team right now, like the team you see now. If I did Watkins to Calvert-Lewin, I've got two million to spend. That would let me do Eze to Marseille. But Eze and Watkins, pretty much both now to get 90 minutes most games and on penalties... Versus Martinelli, who could easily get sub for Trossard. And Calvert-Lewin, who's a bit of a fitness worry. So, I think it, I'm kind of quite settled on this team, to be honest with you. So, it would take a lot for me to massively change. And I think with Salah, if, you, if, if I really wanted to shoehorn him in, I'd have to captain him in game week two. And there is a part of me that's thinking, maybe that's worth it. I mean... If I, if I want to play kind of devil's advocate with Haaland, right? I'm not saying Haaland's a bad option because he obviously isn't. But Man City had a long season last year. Obviously, they had to go and play all the way to the Champions League. So they haven't had as much of a break as every other team. And now they're back and they've got to go and travel straight away in between game weeks one and two to the Super Cup. If you want an excuse to get Salah for captaincy, you kind of have it. Plus, it's Bournemouth at home. But I'll just be captain in Haaland, <laughs> to be honest with you. That's exactly what I'll be doing. I think Trent is a. I think Trent's a good option, but again, I've talked talked about this a lot during preseason. It's all about combinations. So, let's say let me just let me just change this team back, right? Let's say I put Reese James back to the four million pound defender and Eze back to Martinelli, right? So again, I've got that very template five man midfield: Fernandez, Martinelli, Rashford, Saka, and, Bur and Burmo. And then my defence is Chilwell, Eschipini, and Gabriel. So I could easily do Martinelli. Sorry, I could do Chilwell to Trent and then Martinelli to a 5.5 million midfielder. But the 5.5 million midfielders are not very good, right? Dan Juma could be okay. Andreas Pereira probably on penalties could be okay. But, you know, Dan Juma and Trent or Chilwell and Martinelli, for me, like when you say it out loud, there's no real contest. So it's not that Trent is a bad option, but I just think there's better ways you can spread your funds. And then you just hope that Liverpool don't keep enough clean sheets. Yeah, you could change formation. Yeah, yeah, you could obviously there's loads of ways to do it. 
loads of ways to do it so you could yeah okay you could do martinet to a 4.5 and trent in instead of kabori would that be enough no it wouldn't be enough trent in instead of uh Udogi, and then you play 442 but then you've got a super weak bench not not that it's that much difference but i, I don't i just not convinced i'm not convinced What's wrong with rotating 4.5 million goalkeepers? There's nothing wrong with it, but over the last few seasons, people have kind of gone away from it. it. Like, when I first started playing FPL, everybody rotated goalkeepers. Everybody, right? You'd always find that 4.5 million goalkeeper rotation. And because people kind of stopped doing it, and then people that kept doing it would choose the wrong goalkeeper... They kind of now see it as bad. And to be honest, I probably won't rotate goalkeepers. But ultimately, I said this to Rockstar earlier when I mentioned like uh, Matt Turner rotations with the 4.5s. You're just trying to make the best decisions. So if your second goalkeeper on the bench has a better fixture and a better chance of a clean sheet, they're the ones you should play, whether or not it goes right or wrong. Like, that's just after the fact. But that is why. Plus, like it's not just the rotation. It's also the extra 0.5 million. Most people just prefer that money in attack. And it always seems to work out okay. And obviously, 4.5 million goalkeepers can get save points and stuff like that. So there's lots of reasons to not do it, I would say. Most people won't go back to it now. You can afford Trent if you have two 4 million pound defenders and Pedro up front. I just... I mean, look, don't get me wrong. The team you see on screen right now, the bench isn't great. Ariola, Udogi, Kabori, and Mubama. I don't want to make it worse, necessarily. There is part of me that is tempted to start with Bulldog. So just do this. So do you doggy to Bulldog and have two four million pound defenders and then either just bank the 0.5 or do Marseille to Odegaard? I, I, I just, it feels like, it just feels like I'm risking it a bit with such a weak bench. The, the problem, the, the general problem is when you when you have a bench like this, you don't ever really want to play those defenders. So you're only you only really want to see them in your team if you get unlucky with a player getting like injured before the deadline or, or injured before they play and you didn't realise. And then whichever player does get injured, you have you're then forced to transfer them out because you just don't want to play Bulldog or Kabori unless you absolutely have to. So that that's why that's why you've heard me talk a lot about making that bench a bit better. It's not, it's not the end of the world. I mean, this is how I would have played FPL for years, having a super cheap bench like that. The only difference is I haven't got a 4.5 million goalkeeper. Liverpool going to score against every... Liverpool going to score a lot of goals. So are Man City. But unless you can get the player that's going to get the right minutes, there's just no point worrying about it. Uh, Pat McChrystal, thank you very much. Uh, Reese James or Ben Chilwell? James, less chance of rotation with Gusto compared to Chilwell and Kukurea. I've got to be honest, right? And I've not seen... I don't, I don't, I'm not sure I've watched many preseason games whatsoever. But I've read a lot about Chelsea. And I reckon if you did a poll for Chelsea fans, and it was, you can either play Kukurea and James, or Gusto and Chilwell, I'm pretty sure they would choose Gusto and Chilwell, because Kukurea has not been good since he came to Chelsea whatsoever. And I don't think preseason has changed that viewpoint at all. So I, I don't think there is more chance of rotation for Chilwell. To, I, I like I guess Kukurea in terms of Premier League experience is better, but he's not played well for Chelsea. And also, Chelsea have a week's rest between games for quite a while. They don't have League Cup games and stuff like uh, sorry European games and stuff like that. So I, I wouldn't worry too much about rotation for Chilwell and James right now. I'm basically on Ben Chilwell because I feel like more recently, both in preseason and before, like the end of last year, he was just proving his fitness a bit more than Reese James. Like James does have a lot of injury struggles, but you know Chilwell could get injured. A lot of the attacks have come down the left side for Chelsea during preseason as well. There's a there's a lot of kind of Ben Chilwell propaganda going around. That's basically it. If you said to me that I'm not listening to that, I'm going to go for Reese James instead. I'd say fair play. He's great. I think we need to see I think we need to see just how much Pochettino pushes both fullbacks forward. Because if he starts to do what like, it feels like every other manager is doing at the moment, that build up in the back three where one of the fullbacks becomes a centre back, then it's more likely that Reese James would be a right centre back than Chilwell would be a left centre back. I'm not saying that's a good way to use Reese James because he is so good going forward. You don't want to shackle him. But if you're going to choose one to be the full uh, the centre back and one to be bombing forward, you'd probably choose Chilwell to go forward just because Reese James is so good. It might be that they both go forward. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to see, right? There's not been a huge amount of obviously preseason. There's only so much you can kind of draw from it. 
Has Bruno's position put you off? No, I spoke about that earlier. Not really. Not particularly. I think minutes-wise, he's, he's, he's the best player in that team. Penalties. And with the good fixtures, he's, he might still get further forward. And I'd rather just start with him and downgrade. Like I could go for Mason Mount. Okay? I, could, I mean, I, I, if I dropped Bruno, I probably wouldn't go to Mason Mount, to be honest. I'd probably just go to a different player altogether. But if I start with the wrong player, and then I've got to look to kind of upgrade and I've spread that money around. I mean, I could just do Fernandez to mount and bank the money, but I, why would I do that? It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'd rather just rather just start with him. Um, Vendetta, is there any min leagues I could join to win prizes slash money besides FPL? Not that I kind of know of. I'm sure there's a bunch around. Uh, Bruno's definitely going to pick up yellow cards. i got to be honest, I liked what I saw from the referee today in terms of how the yellow cards... So, if anyone doesn't know, they've basically been asked to kind of stamp out the, you know, the surrounding the ref, asking for yellow cards, being up in the referee's face, and they're just going to give yellow cards. And that happened a couple of times today. And so, yeah, it does worry me a little bit about Bruno Fernandes, but the players know it's going to happen. So you would hope they will kind of stop it. Like Mikel Arteta asked for a yellow card. I think he got, and sorry, he asked for, I think it was Rodri to be booked. He got a yellow card straight away. No questions asked. So... Yeah, kicking the ball. I mean, kicking the ball away has always kind of been a yellow card. But I guess it depends how much you do it. Like, sorry, it depends. I guess it depends how far away you kick it. Like, if you kick it miles, then that's always been an obvious yellow. Some players that just kick it a little bit, never. But now it seems it will be. I, I like it. Like, football's needed this for a long time. It's kind of pathetic how up in the face. Like, referees, I know referees get stuff wrong. We all get frustrated with them. But they are not doing a very fun job whatsoever. They're, they're not. And they need a bit of... They need a bit of help, I would say. So I'm all for it. Uh, Alvarez yellow. I'm not. I don't want to sound like Arsene Wenger, but I'm not sure what that yellow was. To be honest, I can't remember. Bruno gets licensed to be in your face with the ref, but there's obviously going to be there's a limit you get to, right? There's a limit you get to. Salah, Zhao, and Bur and Burmo versus Bruno Martinelli Watkins. Yeah, like it's tough in it. The thing is, Zhao Pedro. I think he's going to get a few. I think João Pedro could start the first three to four games. It's the minutes, though, that worry me a little bit. He could easily come off 55, 60, 65, 70, stuff like that. So, I, I just think if you're not going to captain Salah, then I think Bruno, Marcelli, and Watkins wins that for me. But it, it could be close. João Pedro could be great. It absolutely could be great. Rockstar, eight of the same... Salah, Eze, Jao Pedro versus Bruno, Odegaard, and Watkins. You're looking stronger. Yeah, I, I think it... The thing is, like we got we got to remember, football... I mean, I, 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 I hate to use the V word, variance, right? But there's no reason over the first six, seven, eight weeks why Salah, Eze, and Jao Pedro couldn't outscore Bruno, Odegaard, and Watkins. Like, it could just happen. I think it's just one of those that if we, if we replayed the first 10 game weeks like 100 times then I would expect Bruno, Odegaard, and Watkins to win. But, I mean, like, Eze's great, right? Salah's brilliant. We know that. So it's just how good will João Pedro be? And that is, I guess that's the risk you take. But they've got the fixtures and the manager and the team where he could be brilliant. Like, would any be, anyone be surprised if João Pedro works, uh, walks away with two returns in the first game? Could absolutely happen. And maybe Fernandez will be so deep that he'll be playing that quarterback role. I mean, if you watch the clips on social media, one of the best ones, it didn't result in a goal, but was that first-time ball from Fernandez to Garnacho. But had they scored from that, it would have been the pre-assist for Fernandez. It doesn't get anything for that, right? Um, Jeremy, thank you very much. What about owning Madison straight into game week one? Great to see you back on the live. Good to be back. Thank you very much for joining me. If you haven't already, make sure to give it a like. If you're new around here, hit that subscribe button. I was aiming for 400k before game week one. Seemingly, that was very adventurous. Uh, subs haven't quite rolled in as previous seasons, but we're only 3,000 away from 350k. So, uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe. And if you are listening on podcasts, I've started uploading these to podcasts as well. Uh, make sure to rate five stars on all your on all your preferred platforms: Spotify, Apple, etc. Um, Madison, I think Madison's a good option. I think there's an argument to be made that he's better than both Grealish and Foden, just because of his minutes. I think I think we will continue to see Grealish start most games, as he did end of last season, as he did today. 
but he could, he could also be subbed off early. Whereas Madison, okay, Brentford away is maybe not great. And then you've got Man United at home. But I don't know if it would put me off massively. Then you've got Bournemouth, Burnley, Sheffield United. He's going to play 90 minutes most games, isn't he? Presumably he takes some set pieces. Is there anyone in that Spurs team that's better than Madison for set pieces? I don't think Son's better at free kicks and corners. And obviously they're both right-footed. He's not, I mean, Madison's not going to take penalties while Kane's there. I get that, but... Yeah, I like Madison. But again, this is where I find it difficult. I don't want to like... I, I never want to try and push people into the same team as me. It's ne- never my thing. But if I was thinking about Madison for my own team, do I think he's potentially better than both Foden and Greedish for the same price? Yes. Do I think he's one million better than a Matoma or an Eze or a Burmo? Mm, probably not. Probably not. But it depends what you do with that million as well. But I think that can go a long way. I think it can go a long way. Who's thinking is going to be Chelsea's first choice goalkeeper? I don't know. I, I pre- well, presumably at some point it'll be Sanchez, but I think for game week one it'll be Kepa. I would just avoid. I, I really would just avoid. I think you just get Chilwell or James if you want to tie out defence, or you take a punt on, on Colwell and hope that he keeps his place once all the other defenders are back. Colwell's interesting because some people are completely convinced he's just nailed on and going to start every single game. I'm probably in the camp that things look good for the start of the season that could change not to the point where he gets benched for like five ten games in a row but where he misses the odd one because he's left footed center back so is Badia Sheila and then you've got Thiago Silva and that new guy who I can't actually remember his name what's the what's the name of the new guy that Chelsea have signed new Chelsea center back by the way if anyone's got um a recommendation for a mechanical keyboard that's good for typing let me know Disassi Disassi is that how you pronounce it so they've signed him now he's a right center back but I and don't get me wrong Loads of managers now like having a right-footed right centre-back and a left-footed left centre-back. Let's not forget, for years, managers have played with two right centre, uh, right-footed centre-backs. So there's nothing to say that at some point two right-footers could play. But I think Caldwell was obviously highly, highly, highly rated. There's lots of people out there that want him to have a really good season so that he can be first choice for England next summer. So I think I think there's... I can see why people are looking to risk it. Because I think for 4.5 with the fixtures Chelsea got, that could be decent. Also, I cannot remember why I got on to talking about Colwell. Oh, it was about Kepa, wasn't it, and Sanchez. Yeah, I would just ignore him. I'd ignore Chelsea goalkeepers. I would also ignore Arsenal ones. Because if Raya gets bought, I think he's better than Ramsdale. I think the reason they want Raya is because of his distribution. I'm not saying he's necessarily a better shot stopper. I haven't looked at the stats and stuff like that. But I think with his feet, Ramsdale's not all that. And I think that's why they want Raya. But obviously, Ramsdale is the number one, so there's nothing to say he gets taken out straight away. But it's just not worth the risk to start with him at all. Why in Burma over Matoma? It's really just penalties, minutes, no Europe. That's it, really. Uh, and less competition. Yeah, well, that would be minutes. Less competition for his place. I think I think Ray is better than Ramsdale. I just don't... I don't think it's massive. I don't think, I don't think it's like... Do you know what I mean? Like if you compared Allison to, I don't know, Pickford, that's probably a bit harsh, right? But Allison's much, much better than Pickford. I don't think Ray is much, much better than Ramsdale, but I think he is the better goalkeeper. Royal Kludge RK84. Royal, is that an, I feel, I, I wanted to read that out slowly in case it's, you know, sometimes put a comment, people put a comment in to make you say something that you shouldn't really say. Okay, that's a real... I need a full... Uh, okay, mechanical keyboard. DM me on Twitter. I need one that's... I want full size. Proper enter key. Numpad. I uh, missed the super chat. Sorry. Try De Bruyne draft. It will blow your mind. Or use Jota and Watkins in place of De Bruyne and Jao Pedro. The thing is, De Bruyne today... I can't remember what minute he came on. But that was the first... The first time he's had minutes all preseason. So it's just not worth the risk for me for game week one. Like, he could easily... Even if he starts against Burnley, he could be managed. I will say, when Foden and De Bruyne came on, I thought Man City were better in attack. It was a bit more... What's the word? I don't know, like, a bit more drive. Like, I think De Bruyne just drives that ball forward, and I think Man City are just better. Obviously, I mean, he's a great player, right? It's an obvious thing to say when De Bruyne's on the pitch, Man City are better, but... it does. I think he could be great for 10.5. But again, he's had no preseason minutes apart from today. Is that enough? To spend like an extra two million over an Odegaard or a Bruno Fernandez or someone like that, probably not. 
Probably not. Your opinion on Havertz number nine? Um, I, I don't think it's a position he particularly likes all that much. And I don't think we know for sure he's going to get enough minutes that I'd even bother. Again, 0.5 million more you get Marseille, a million more you can get Odegaard. And look, a million is a lot of money, but it's not really if you're not going for Salah and Trent. There's so much money to go around, he says, with a bench of Bulldog, Kabori, and Mubama. Not great. Uh, I have made Trent drafts, yeah, but I, I don't think I'm going to start with him. What's my plan for game week two? Probably roll a transfer. Captain Haaland. I mean, I, I can't remember the last season I made a transfer in game week two. The only reason it would happen is an injury. And again, that kind of comes down to the bench. Because I won't want to play Bulldog Kabori on Mbama game week two. So if I get an injury, I'll have to make a transfer. Whereas if I had Eze instead of Odegaard and Reese James on the bench and he wasn't injured, I would just play him instead. Potentially. It depends, depends what the injury is. Saliba versus Gabriel versus Timber. I actually thought Timber was really good today. He was playing left back as well, which I don't know if he's played there before. I don't know much of, about him pre-coming to Arsenal. But everything I've read mainly says he's a right back or, or mostly a right centre back. So, yeah, left back was interesting. I thought he played really well, but it's just no point in going there. I mean, the reason he started probably is because Zinchenko is not fit, right? He's had an injury. He hasn't had many. I don't think he's had any preseason minutes apart from in the game for Ukraine last night. And he only played like 15 or 20. So it's got to be Gabriel for me. I, I don't look whether or not he's miles better than Saliba. Maybe not. I know a lot of people love Saliba and he did score more last year, but I just feel like Gabriel's goal threat is superior. So that's probably where I would go. That is where I'm going to go. It's not probably. I am going to go that way. How well does Salah have to do in game week one to make you panic? I, I Look, if he scores a hat trick, of course I'm going to think, Christ, what's he going to do against Bournemouth? But you've just got to live with that. Like, it's not really how I play the game. I know Salah is brilliant. I know he's probably one of, if not the best option in game week two. That, that's not even a question mark for me. He's brilliant. He could easily get three, four, five returns against Bournemouth. It's whether or not he makes my overall team better for the first few weeks. That's all That's all there is to it with Salah, really. Like, if he scores a hat-trick, am I then going to be thinking, I really wish I had him? Of course, of course. But I'll just captain Ireland. Andy starting a karaoke channel next. I just realised that uploading these to podcasts, I mean, it's probably, like, it's probably not great to listen to when you're watching a live stream, but it's probably even worse. Like, someone just starts singing randomly on a podcast that gets released. Soboslai, again, I don't, I just don't really know where he fits in, to be honest with you, for 7 million, could be an option at some point, I don't think he's an option for game week one, give us a spicy under 1% differential, I mean, I've got to be honest, I haven't looked at ownership much, what I will say is, if you look at my, if I just quickly, I'll just bring it up here, uh, let me just mute it a sec, if I go, yeah, so in my video I did the rating your updated FPL drafts, and I took, so, for anyone that doesn't know, I put out a tweet. I asked for you to send me a load of teams. I think we got nearly a thousand replies. Sirtalp, who's great, make sure you follow him on Twitter if you're not already. Then run a script. So we we basically, I say we, he did all the work. He took all the player ownership from like 650 of the teams from the images that were sent in. And for example, these are some of the players with super low ownership. Not 1%, right? But Harry, and this is for engaged managers, that the ownership on the official site probably doesn't match up. But Harry Kane, 2.3%. Jack Grudish, 2.6%. Watkins was 5.5%. That would have uh, jumped up massively by now. Uh, Odegaard, 55 So everyone's on Martinelli. Odegaard's still very much a differential. So they're the kind of players that I would look at. In terms of overall ownership, I mean, I'd really have to like just look at it now because I don't really check all that much like under one percent that's quite low like you're looking at more pay martial players like that end on belly i mean ben rama maybe bournemouth away game week one penalties uh brennan johnson's less than one percent interesting you doggy 0.8 percent fullback for spurs presumably mostly nailed on i'll go i'll go for him only because i don't want to look through every single player while I'm streaming. There's not many players under 1% that would even make any sense whatsoever, to be honest. Webster, a Brighton, but you'd just get Estrepinian, wouldn't you? 
Brennan or McNeil, the best under one percent. But McNeil's injured. I think, and I think he's injured for weeks. I don't think it's a minor thing either. I think it, I think it could be like two, three game weeks. Could be wrong. William, not point five percent. He wants to go though, doesn't he? he? He wants to leave. Just sign a new contract. He wants to go. Anthony, one point seven percent. That's a nice shout. Yeah, nice shout. That mostly nailed. Decent enough numbers. Do you think there's a chance Trossard starts striker and becomes by far the best Arsenal option differential? Do I think it's, there's a chance? Yes. And I don't think Havertz starting today really changes my opinion on that. I think it's totally different playing Man City to playing Nottingham Forest. And I think if you want a player to kind of unlock a defence, if it's Havertz or Trossard, you probably go Trossard. Also, he's had a pretty good pre-season as well. So there is a chance he starts, but it could just be Havertz again. And it could be Martinelli on the left. So you just can't do it. It's a shame the Arsenal game is not the first one of the week. We might. Um, what makes you prefer spreading the funds again rather than getting trained? It's just. It's, it's like I said earlier. It's just that that. Um, it's that combination thing. That's all. That's all it is. Chilwell and Odegaard, or Trent and Dan Juma, or, or Gibbs White. It just doesn't sound quite as good. Do do. Not interested in Salah now. Pedro is an option. Can't imagine Brighton would break their transfer fee for a bench option. I think we've got to get off this. Players can't be benched because they cost so much money. Like the Premier League has so much money, it has so much more money than any other league. And I agree, João Pedro is probably going to get really good minutes, but his transfer fee—it wasn't even that much, by the way, was it? I mean, I know I think it was a record possibly for Brighton, but compared to transfer fees these days, it really wasn't that much money. So I don't think it means that he's playing 80 to 90 minutes every game. I, I said earlier, I do think he'll get a lot of game time early on. But the, the fees don't matter. The fees don't matter. Not that much. Not as much as people think they do. I mean, look at the price of Hoyland, right? He cost $64 million, I think, up front. Now, he's injured uh, at the moment, but... I don't think he starts every single game when he comes in. I know Man United is a little bit different to Brighton. They're always spending lots of money. But, you know, Rashford can play up front. Hoyland can be introduced slowly. Like, João Pedro doesn't have to play 80s. I mean, it's like, Brighton have got so many good players. They can easily win without him. Yeah, Gibbs White's got on penalties. I get it. But the fixtures are bad for Nottingham Forest. I've got no interest in him whatsoever. But, again, even if he's okay, it's Gibbs White and Trent versus Chilwell, Martinelli, or Odegaard. Like, it could be that Chelsea are really rubbish and it takes Pochettino a long time to get them working well defensively. They haven't bought Caicedo, who they've been trying to chase all, all summer. You know, Chilwell could get injured and it might be that Trent absolutely smashes it. But as it stands, when I think about those two different players that I would have, I prefer the non-Trent one. Knowing that he, he will absolutely... Like, I would not be surprised if my team gets off to a really good start in game week one and then I fall back down in game week two. Because, because there'll be lots of people with Trent and Salah. And they'll smash it against Bournemouth. And I won't have them. But obviously FPL is a long game. It's not just about one or two game weeks here or there. And that's it really. Havertz was 65 million. Yeah. I mean he started. So maybe because of that fee he will continue to start. But it's not a guarantee is it? Like if if Jesus was fit he would have started number nine today. So would... Would Arteta have definitely started Havertz in the eight and dropped party and played Rice? Not necessarily. Not against Man City. Why did I pick you, Doggy? I'm looking for defenders that cover Estrepinian nicely in game weeks four and five, just in case I don't want to play him. He's got Bournemouth at home in game week six, which is pretty nice. If you could pick between Salah or Trent, who would you pick for game week two? I'd pick Salah because I would want to be want to be brave enough to to captain him, but. But we'll see. Kane seemed to be saying goodbye to the fans at the end of today. Yeah, maybe. I saw that. I knew people would start thinking that. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, sounds erratic. Yeah, it should, it should be better now. Funny thing is, I've probably got to go soon anyway. Radio 5 Live reporting that Kane was waving goodbye. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's always the narrative people will go with. Maybe he was. Maybe he was. We don't know. I do think that deal has started to look like it's going to go through eventually, but maybe maybe they'll have a change of mind. Alvarez or Foden? I would just go neither. Why Chilwell or Stones? Um, I just think Chilwell's a bit more exciting. It's just the attacking threat, really. 
Richarlison straight in if Kane leaves. I don't think Richarlison becomes essential, to be honest with you, but I do think he's a good option for 7 million. Like that number nine for Spurs, listed as a midfielder, a little bit of out of position potential. Maybe. Could happen. I, I think for a chance, I would probably wait until game week three to just target those fixtures. Uh, by the way, I should say, just quickly while you're all still here, I'm going on the above average FPL channel at half eight. If you want to subscribe to them, I'm spamming the link in the chat. <laughs> that's, that's all the spam I'm doing. At half eight, I'm going on there. In between, I'm eating a roast dinner. Diaby, I I think Diaby's quite exciting. I think out of I think out of all the transfers that come into the Premier League, if we're thinking about it from an FPL point of view, I think Diaby quite exciting. I think uh, like transfers in general, not necessarily to the Premier League. And Kunku pretty exciting for FPL. Madison as well. Again though, do I want to go for Diaby, who's got three away games in the first six? Liverpool, Chelsea, and Newcastle. I think they are for Villa. Like and and I've got Watkins, so I don't completely hate the fixtures. But Watkins is kind of a bit of a default pick because Jesus and Kunku got injured. Like, do I want to go for Diaby ahead of Mbermo or Matoma or Eze, two of which have got no European matches? They're nailed. They got penalties as well. Whereas Diaby obviously doesn't have penalties, or he could do because Watkins is bad at them. Uh, I don't think Diaby's got a much better record. I, I just I think I'm rather wait and see till later on. Matoma's not on my team because I just don't have space. There's just so much money to go around. That's all. Matoma's a great option. Who's on penalties for Chelsea now and Kunku is out? I would imagine it's Reese James or Sterling or Jackson, I guess. There is a chance it's Reese James. Like we, we, we're probably not going to know before game week one. But I think there's a chance of Nkunku out. It's Reese James. When... When... I think it was under Graham Potter. He was asked about penalty takers, and I think Reese James might have been second. So there, there is a chance he will want to step up. You never know. I think I saw Luke, you know, uh, dis FPL or dis Luke. I can't remember what his handle is. He's changing all the time. The city, the city guy. I'm going to call it the the sky guy and the city predictor guy. What's your, what is your what's your? It's dis underscore FPL now. Uh, he was saying the other day that even if Sterling's bad at them, he'll want to take them. Apparently, he loves to take a penalty. I think it could be Reese James. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm so confident about that that I will go out of my way to put him in my team that I had a Chilwell. But imagine if we found out, found out that Reese James is on penalties, he'd be straight in everyone's team. Martinez put me off a ton today. Didn't look sharp. His through balls were rubbish. Also, Odegaard having the first penalty makes me doubt Saka a ton. That, okay, so that last point did cross my mind. Has Odegaard now gone above Saka because he took the first penalty? But that's not a thing at all, right? They don't. You don't always put your f uh, best penalty taker first. Like Ronaldo, for example, he used to take penalties for anyone he played for. He would not always take first penalty. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. I think unless Arteta says anything, we should just assume that Saka's on penalties. But that thought did cross my mind as well. Um, I just find it hard to analyse Arsenal players based off today's game. Was Martinelli not very good today? I guess, yeah, you could probably say that. But was he playing one of the or the best defence in the league? Yeah, right? And they did have, like, I don't know if that would be their first choice back four. But Walker Stones, Diaz and Akanji are not pushovers in the slightest. So... We know how good Martinelli can be. Is he going to get more time, more space, more chances on goal against Nottingham Forest? Probably. Probably. You'd imagine so. So that, that's why, like, I, I think preseason can be interesting for certain things. And, like, you know, Havertz starting number nine is definitely something to talk about. But Martinelli and Saka not having great games, it's, it's not, that, not that interesting to me, I don't think. Uh, Honeymoon was very good, yes. Thank you very much. Good to get away during preseason. Better than during the season, that's for sure. Didn't Ronaldo not take his penalty in the World Cup when Morocco not Portugal? Out? Yeah, because he went so late, right? Uh, I, I, actually, first or last, but never the best has third. Are you sure, right? Because when Ronaldo didn't take the first penalty, I'm sure people speculated about this. I'm sure a load of people said that actually third is the best time to take a penalty. The best for the best taker, but I, I don't know. I don't know what the analytics people would say. 
It's roast chicken, yeah. Much, I much prefer roast chicken to roast beef, which I know will be controversial, but I'm just not a big fan of beef. Like, also, like while, while we're off topic a bit here, I I can't get behind steaks. You know, like people love steak. Oh, you love a good steak. You got to get it cooked properly, and it'd be amazing. I, I just I just can't appreciate them. Like when I was on honeymoon, the place we stayed at was in, had a nice restaurant, and they did a steak. And they were decent, all right. And I had it, and I thought, I know why everyone likes this, but I'd rather just probably have a burger, to be honest with you. I just, I just can't, I, like, and I'm not trying to be, you know, like sometimes trying, people try and be like a bit edgy, or steaks aren't very good. I get why people love them. Like, and it was nice, but I'd much rather just have a burger. Honestly. Steak is good, but nowhere near like Italian cuisine. I'd much rather have a carbonara. Like, I like them. It's not that I dislike them, but... And like it wasn't, it wasn't even, like it was like it was like thirty euro as well. So it wasn't even that cheap. We're on a honeymoon, right? So thirty euro was like whatever. And it's just like I was like, it's nice, yeah, it's fine. I'd rather get a, I'd rather get a burger. <laughs> anyway, uh, what a way to end the stream. Do I reckon Diaby is good enough to cover Watkins? You really shouldn't look. You really shouldn't think about covering players when it comes to attackers. Um, like the only question with Diaby is if you've got six point five million to spend on a midfielder, is he better or worse than the other six point fives? Whether you own Watkins or not shouldn't come into the conversation. To be honest, like you can you can talk about coverage when it comes to defence because if you don't think like you might think that Chilwell for attacking points is not worth 1 million over Carwell and obviously if they get the same minutes Carwell can cover the clean sheets for less money. Now for me obviously I'd want to spend the extra million to have that attacking potential but just to give you an idea of what I'm trying to get at so you could talk about coverage then for clean sheets if they get the same minutes but I just ignore it for attackers to be honest with you. Everyone's just unsubscribed. I yeah, I know, and I I want to like them. I've had I've I've paid for two very nice steaks in my in in over the last few years just to because people always say that oh no you're not getting the right steak you're not get you're not getting it done properly it's not the right chef I just I think they're fine that's it that's it do 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 what do you think about De Bruyne in minutes probably very good when he's fully fit but I'm not sure that's going to be game week one how do I have my steak cooked by the chef. Let's talk about rice next. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've, loads of people have probably turned off anyway. Make sure you give the video a like. Why not? Stream a like. If Matt Turner comes comes in, is it is two four point five? Is two four million goalkeepers an option? I probably wouldn't do it myself. Is McAllister being overlooked? Uh, yes, I would say yes, but for the right reasons. I don't think there's any reason to spend six million on McAllister game week one. M no, it's not even well done. Like the the only two choices at the place I went to was medium or well done. It was medium. You could see it was still like pink or whatever. This is supposed to be good. And and suppose before you all say to me, "Oh, you're supposed to have it." That's all steak people do. Oh no, you're supposed to have it rare. I can't eat a steak unless it's rare. I've tried that before, an even more expensive place, and I had the same thing. Trust me, give me like a give me like a ten quid burger from Hanson Burger in Galway any day over a steak. Anyway, we've been on stakes for too long. Why does this always happen in live streams? Wisser and Odegaard are in Burmo and Watkins. I go in Burmo and Watkins. I actually don't think Wisser is as nailed as people think he is. Now, if I had to guess the lineup, he would probably be in it most weeks. But I don't think his minutes are as secure as Wisser. They've got Sharda that can play in that front in those front three positions. They've also got, I think it's Lewis Potter as well. So I think Wisser is probably number one at the moment behind Mbermo but I'm not sure I'd want to risk I don't know if he's so good I'd risk it but obviously the fixtures are good so if I'm wrong about that then I missed out on a good six million pound player oh actually talking to Kiwis when I was on honeymoon I had Kiwi every morning and it was it was perfect every time much better than the stakes you're tired and the season hasn't even started yet honestly I'm sure there are people that are already feeling a bit burnt out. If you've been tinkering ever since the start, like it's easy for me because it's the job, so it's not. It doesn't really bother me as much. But if you're already starting to feel burnt out, I would just just go put it away for two, three, four days. You don't need to. You don't need to get your team locked in 
until Friday. Just come back Wednesday or Thursday. Job done. Uh, Calvert-Lewin has definitely crossed my mind, yeah, but I'm a little bit worried about his fitness. Hasn't played enough for me during preseason. De Bruyne and Salah over Haaland and Foden. Um, I, mean, I would just ditch Foden for someone else and keep Haaland, to be honest. I think. Uh, sorry, I just seen Ian super chat. You're cutting off and no messages. Yeah, no messages wasn't my fault. The cutting off was. Uh, De Bruyne. Oh, yeah, sorry, I just did that one. Um, I think I'm going to leave it there because we've been going about an hour anyway and I've got to do the above average FPL podcast in an hour and I've got to eat a roast dinner in between. So if you want to go and subscribe to them, that is the link. If you want to go and watch me talk in an hour. A few things, obviously, make sure to give the stream a like. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. If you're on podcast, make sure to give a five-star rating if you're enjoying it. I'll keep uploading all my videos to podcast uh what else i'm on tiktok and instagram if you care about them and uh if you've got a if you've got a keyboard recommendation <laughs> a mechanical keyboard that's good for typing i don't really play games that much mostly for typing like work stuff you got and it needs to be full size with a proper enter key um leave it there anyway I'll, I'll leave the stream there thank you very much for joining me and listening uh tomorrow i've got a nice video coming out probably around midday ish Uh, And obviously loads of content to come this week and all that good stuff. Thank you very much for watching and I will catch you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.